Welcome to Sitecore Standard Values Podcast. I am your host, Rick Bauer, Senior Value Consultant here at Sitecore. In this podcast, we continually seek to provide deeper insights into the value of Sitecore as a solution to business problems. With regular episodes from me in the US and my counterpart, Sultan, in the Netherlands, we will alternate to bring you a variety of guests to share their global perspectives and experiences through a rich tapestry of discussion, opinion, and thought experiences. Doesn't that sound nice? My guest today is fellow strategy MVP, Megan Jensen. Megan is a near neighbor in the north central U.S., hailing from Minneapolis, St. Paul, and working for Proficient. Uh, um, And she is a thought leader in content strategy and clearly a multilingual website wonder woman. (laughs) Welcome to Standard Values, Megan. Thank you. So... Let's dive right in. Um, let's talk about some of the specific aspects. I know you've been in the multilingual content world for a while. And, and mm-hmm. what are some of the big picture considerations you need to keep in mind as a strategist? You know, um, the clients that we've been working with more and more have a global footprint. And so um, you generally have your main site and then regional sites for different areas of the world. And mm-hmm. kind of back in the olden days, you just kind of translated your content and called it good. But now there's a lot more to consider um, from a technological standpoint, cultural standpoint. And so um, I kind of keep a cheat sheet. It's a little laundry list of things to consider when we make just about any strategy decision for multilingual sites. Like I literally have a post-it by my computer because there can be implications and ramifications for just about any decision you make. And you want to make sure that um, the digital experience for your customers in the United States and North America, um, your users all over the world have has just as good a experience as the folks right here in the United States. So um, yeah, there's a little checklist of things to consider. Like, give me an example of one of those checklist items. And I, I clearly want to see like the post-it note wall you probably have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's here. It's right, here. I okay. promise. Okay. Um, you know, ba- the most basic thing is translation, just making sure that the content um, is in the right language on the right part of the site being shown to the right people. And the biggest decision is usually whether you're going to use machine translation, like the Google Translate plugin, or if you want to invest in human translation, which is typically more expensive. Um, or you can do some of each. This is what most companies do. So you use machine translation on maybe your lower priority, lower traffic pages, and then use human translation for your homepage landing pages, um, and especially if there are any um, transactions, form financial transactions, yeah. make sure those are being done, um, you know, using human translation. And I feel like the machine translation has come a long way. I remember mm-hmm. some of the early stages where it was like, you're not even close. I mean, we probably all remember <laughs> early Siri or early Alexa, you name it. But, you know, now even, you know, because voice to text or voice to then translate and all that other stuff. I mean, there's and I realize I mean, I'm kind of mixing technologies, but it's still the, it's still the robots. But anyway, I, there I, was I, always the danger of having like the poorly translated tattoo, but on your website, you know, that just doesn't yes. quite make sense. So yeah, you no, know, I get what you mean. Yes, where you get the, <laughs> you get a, a tattoo in another language, and it really is like uh, you know something it, indecent it, or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not nearly as profound as you thought it was. Right. But you yes. told yes. the tattoo parlor. <laughs> So I also, you know, happen to know you've been working on a mm-hmm. Sacred Content Hub project or two recently. Um, how has that mm-hmm. played into kind of this blended approach? Is there some considerations around Content Hub? 
Yeah, you know, and it's been a little bit of trial and error. We've had to go in there and monkey around a little bit and figure out how to make things work the right way. So, mm -hmm. um, for instance, just to do translations in Content Hub, first you go into portal languages off the manage page and you set up all the languages you're going to use in all of the subsites or tenants. Right. And then, and that's really easy. It's like two or three step process. So you do that first. And then, um, if you're translating like a page of content, you go in and find the master. It's usually the English version. Mm -hmm. And you hit localize and you can set, set, select the language you'd like, whether it's French, Spanish, whatever. And then click translate content. And this mm -hmm. is really cool. Azure Cognitive Services uses machine learning to translate that content. And then when you refresh, you'll see the translation. And then you can submit that content to the workflow where um, hopefully you have NATO speakers that can review it for nuance and that sort of thing. Um, typically our clients, if they have offices all over the world, yeah. they can find somebody in that office to just review the translation before it goes live to make sure that you're not saying something stupid, that something isn't being misinterpreted, that sort of thing. Highly, highly recommend that. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's a key to have that last best barrier to get before you go live, check it right. out one more time because there's, yep. there's nothing like, I mean, especially localization stuff, there's little, just little you know, very local idioms and things mm -hmm. like that, that people might, you know, they might catch that machines won't. So for sure. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, with that, that workflow, I think is, is a key when it comes to fine tuning content, including translation. Um, I have, you know, because this is a value consulting uh, podcast, I do have a little stat here. Um, with, with Content Hub, IDC found that marketers saw a 34% increase in productivity due to streamline review and approval processes. And that, and that comes down to translation as well, but it's mm -hmm. easier collaboration, better vis visibility, et cetera. But I mean, I, I imagine it just doesn't stop with getting the words right. There's probably more more to it than just even the words. Right, right. With content and images and basically anything you put on your website, um, you know, as Americans, it's pretty easy to put your blinders on and think that, you know, everything, everyone around the world thinks of things the same way we, we do. We tend to do that pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, with global sites, you really need to take more into consideration than just the language. Um, there's a lot of cultural considerations. Okay. So um, let's say you own a global sports equipment company and you sell tennis equipment, tennis rackets. Mm -hmm. Well, your image on the North America site can be a woman playing tennis and kind of traditional tennis clothes, you know, sleeveless shirt and skirt. Um, that works fine here. You absolutely cannot use that on your Middle Eastern, your Saudi Arabia sites because mm. they're just culturally that's not accepted. So um, it's really important to be really dialed into that. And the best way to prevent that mistake from happening is to implement bulletproof governance and permissions um, within Content Hub. So it's important to have representation just like with translation. Yeah. Um, from folks who live in those parts of the world to make sure that their sign off is a part of your content team's workflow to avoid any blunders. Yeah. And I imagine even, you know, I mean, there's, there's the content piece, but I also imagine there's mm -hmm. legal risk around, you know, what, I mean, not, not just, you know, localization, but just um, rights management, you know, and, and mm -hmm. I know that like content hub can reduce that risk by 23% is a, a stat yep. around that. But I mean, I know that that is, you know, uh, um, a way to main, maintain security around not just the content itself, but around the licensing. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Yep. So that's cool. I mean, that's fascinating. That's, that's definitely, yeah. you know, you, you, those cultural differences are something to stay 
absolutely focused on and to be sensitive about. And, and mm-hmm. I, 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 I laugh, but it's not funny. We as U.S. citizens tend to be, you know, live mm-hmm. in that little egocentric bubble. We're a little and, myopic, yeah. And, yeah, and we are, you know, we are a global community and, we, and, the, and having the tools to handle that and manage that properly is, is a great thing. Mm-hmm. All right, so... Yep. Is that number one on your post-it note? Like what's next? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So number two on the post-it note is SEO. That's kind of the next most fundamental thing. So you want to make sure that all your metadata gets translated, your um, meta descriptions, title tags, that Mm. sort of thing. But you also have to account for culture in addition to just language, like with anything else. Um, So I'm a big Ted Lasso fan. I don't know Mm. if you know that about me. I do. Um, (laughs) But because I've watched that, I know Mm. that... Um, A a picture in the United States might have an alt tag that says picture of woman eating milk and cookies. That's not going to make sense in England. In England, that needs to say picture of woman woman having milk and biscuits because they're just not called cookies over there. They're not going to be searching for that. Um, So you want to make sure that like you're accounting for that sort of thing. Um, And it does take a really dialed in SEO team to put together a list of high value keywords in each language and culture. Um, But Global performance is worth the effort. It really is worth the time and effort making that, um, you know, just right. And make sure your technical team has your site properly configured so search engines can serve the proper results to your users searching mm-hmm. in that language. And then you don't get dinged for duplicate content in different languages. That's fascinating. And and yes, uh, even, in the, even in the show, I don't think they call them cookies because that wouldn't make any sense. Right, but, right. Ted <laughs> might. But anyway. <laughs> That's fascinating. Um, what have you had to consider kind of going going beyond just content, right? Where, you know, there's a lot of, you know, we have to consider multilingual mm-hmm. commerce as well, right? I mean, that's, right. that's not just the basic content, it's metadata right. and beyond that. So. Yeah, yeah. So a few things to just be really um, careful of. The first one is search. Mm-hmm. Um, so here you need to kind of lean on your development team a bit to make sure that whatever internal site search you're using, whether it's Sitecore Discover, Coveo, yep. or another third-party application, make sure it's properly configured to accommodate multiple languages, which, okay. you know, sometimes we just don't think of. Yeah. Um, and then the other issue is currency. If you are an e-commerce um, uh, type of website, that sort of thing, um, make sure that you account for different denominations of currency. So um, a couple months ago, I was trying to make a donation to... Uh, a charity raising money for Ukraine. And I went to the website and the only option was euros and I couldn't figure out how to change it. I thought, well, I'm just going to try it using my debit card and see if it works. So I tried it and not only did it not work, but my bank froze my account due to a suspicious activity. So I know it wasn't the biggest deal, but it kind of freaked me out. So, you know, make it really easy for customers to do business with you no matter where they live. So Sitecore Order Cloud makes it really easy to set up locales aligned with currency as properties so your users are able to use the currency that makes sense for them. That's, yeah, and truly the beauty of a fully headless solution. Order Cloud is, you know, a, a completely headless solution and 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 can 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 connect to just about any system, if not mm-hmm. any system, you know, as long right. as that, that system can tie in. Um, sorry to hear about your bank account. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised. I thought you just accessed your gold reserves that you have stashed. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. Connected to my Swiss bank account. But <laughs> yes. Don't we all? I learned my lesson. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, then what considerations do you take into account when translation and the multi-language world is applied, let's say, omnichannel? Mm-hmm. 
So if you are using, uh, like for instance, CDP, if you're using CDP and personalized together. So if you have a visitor that's anonymous, um, their preferred language can be determined by their IP address unless they manually select a different section of the site that more aligns with the language that they speak. Mm -hmm. Um, And then once you've identified the guest, their preferred language can put them into an audience segment. And now you can personalize to that segment um, using personalize. Mm. So um, to make sure that you are serving the right content to them using the right language on either the client side, which is content on their website, or server side, which would be personalizing adjacent channels like email, social, or SMS. And this is really the game changer and the most exciting thing about personalize is you have the ability to learn your your user's demographics Mm -hmm. and preferences on the website. And then you use that data to start one coherent, personalized message with them, no matter where they are. So, you know, for years, we've concentrated and kind of focused on personalizing website content. Well, now you can continue that conversation no matter where they are. If they're on, you know, Instagram or text or email, you're just having one nice conversation with your users. Very cool. Definitely a content wonder woman. That's fantastic. Oh, no, thank you. And that, I mean, that definitely increases that conversion and accelerates that journey. So all of those mm-hmm. tied pieces together definitely, definitely can help. All right. So I have my standard closing question of what your standard value is. But before I have one more added question that I'm going to surprise oh, you with here. Um, okay. And that is, um, as a Minnesotan, mm-hmm. what are the true ingredients of a hot dish? Of a hot dish? Well, yeah. There's a lot of variations. Our traditional is tatered hot hot dish. So you need hamburger cooked with onions, cream of mushroom, cream of chicken, soup. Um, I used frozen mixed vegetables, tater tots on hot on top. I like to cook them separately and then add them at the end because I let them crispy, not crunchy. I'm also a bit of an anarchist and I don't line up my tater tots. I just throw them on there willy nilly because um, sometimes sometimes (laughs) I like to live close to the edge, brother. And that's (laughs) about as crazy as we get up here. you just created a band name, Tater Tot Anarchist. I'm claiming it here. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, man, that's hilarious. Okay, so I'm going to, with that, I'm going to ask you, um, Megan Jensen, what mm-hmm. is your standard value? Um, it, it's integrity. Always integrity. So it's making sure that you do right by your clients You provide them the best possible advice and work that you can, um, Mm -hmm. being mindful of their resources and being honest and transparent in everything you do. Um, Integrity is doing right by your team, being accountable, pitching in, helping where you can, showing humility, Mm -hmm. asking and answering questions with generosity and um, doing right by your company. I know that this um, is not always the most maybe popular opinion, but you owe your company um, uh, integrity and showing uh, integrity is a reflection on the organization you represent yeah. um, and knowing that every interaction is a reflection on them. So um, I, I saw a quote a long time ago and it said, um, if you have integrity, nothing else matters. And if you don't have integrity, nothing else matters. So I try and remember that when I need it. Nice. Well, your customers are lucky to have you because that's a, that's a, that's a great standard value. Thank you for that. Yes. And thank you again for your time today. This is mm-hmm. pretty painless, right? Yeah, not too bad. Not too <laughs> yeah, bad. Right. Um, so, yeah. So this has been Standard Values with Megan Jensen. And certainly join us for an upcoming episode or but definitely follow us, like us, all that fun stuff. But uh, um, And Megan, is there a 
Twitter handle or any place you want people to follow you or sure, like? Sure, come follow me on Twitter and um, TikTok, which is harrowing. It's MJ Knows Sitecore. Very nice. Thank you all. Cheers. Thank you.